Hello everyone and welcome to the Absolute Cycling Podcast. Here we share stories, ideas and tips on all things cycling. I am your host Johan Weikert and I look forward to spending this time with you. Good morning everyone and uh, welcome to uh, yeah, another edition of our little cycling chat at, with Absolute Cycling. I've got a great privilege to sit with Arthur Duncan this morning. Um, yeah, if you followed him, you'll know that he is now uh, the oldest road world champion in the world. And I'd be super proud to be on journey with him. So, Arthur, good morning to you. Good morning, Johan, and thank you for inviting me to be with you. Arthur, so, you know, I've been kind of part of your coaching journey for a while, and uh, you've had quite a couple of ups and downs. But let's just talk about, are we going to get to those? And I, I think that's kind of the inspiration that you have for all of us is that... Uh, Arthur is a man that never, never stops. But by the way, if those of you who don't know Arthur Duncan, he's lived out in the car club. And uh, Arthur, how old are you this year? 80, 87. 87. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. So I think there's many of us that, uh, you know, wish we get to 87. And yes, Arthur being a, a, a world road champion and a time trial champion at the age of 87. So Arthur, this year's world champs took place um, in Italy. With, uh, tell, tell us a bit more about, uh, about the, you know, the, the race set up and exactly where it was? Yes, Johan. Um, you know, the whole event for me to get there was a huge rush. Uh, we didn't have much time to plan about things. And in fact, my family were able to find accommodation in a hotel for me. And I thought that I understood that the hotel was about two or three kilometers away from the race village and where everything was going to happen. But as it turned out, it was not even half a block away from my hotel. So that was a wonderful relief for me, just to be able to walk out into this beautiful, beautiful big park uh, where UCI had set up their, their stage. And uh, parallel to that were, were two roads, and they were all uh, fenced off and uh, with the Finnish banner over the, the road. So that was just around the corner from my hotel as well. So. You, had, you had a grandstand uh, hotel room. Oh, absolutely. It, it could not have been better. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so <clears throat> that was a great relief. So Arthur, you, you you got there um, on the which day did you get on the Tuesday? Which day I got you... there on the Tuesday, yes. And then your time trial took place on the Thursday. On the Thursday, correct. And and uh, was it a pretty pretty flat route, or was it also hilly? So that, that was the, the the time trial route was a very pleasant route. In fact, it was um, uh, there was a bit of downhill, a little bit of flat, and a little bit of a climb, but nothing much at all. It was wasn't challenging, but I enjoyed it. I was able to push myself a bit and enjoy it. It was lovely. It was riding through um, uh, orchards and then you'd come out of an orchard and there'd be a little industrial park and then residential. It was really beautiful, a very different uh, atmosphere to South Africa. Yeah, yeah, yeah we, we race our races out in the Bundes where there's no one to interrupt us. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or in the middle of the city like Pretoria. So, and then Arthur, you, you send me some photos um, of you staying in, in, in the back of, of the back of your selfies. There were these massive mountains that was snow-capped and uh, your road race took you over one of those. Um, and your, firstly, I think your road race was 80... 87.6 kilometers. Which is quite a long race for, for someone your age. I mean, in Africa, we don't race, race that far for, for your age group, do we? You know, I was, I was quite excited when I won the South African Championships this year, and I knew I'd, I'd qualify to go to the World Championships. And I was excited because last year I saw that the, the distance was 60 k's for the, the senior athletes. So I, I was anticipating that as well, but then, then all of a sudden it was 86. So I said, well, what do I do? Do I not go or do I go? And I said, I'm going to go. 
So and and uh, but there was a lot of climbing as well. Often it, it, it sounds like there was one serious mountain. Yeah, the, the race started uh, over a relatively flat area uh, for about 10 k's, and then all of a sudden you hit this climb, Mont Bondé, and uh, it's 2,200 and something odd meters, and it's a relentless climb. There is just no leveling off at all. It's just absolutely amazing. Um, so I managed, I, I love riding mountains, so I, I was coping quite well. But about two or three k's from the top, I, I, I cramped. And uh, something's never ever happened to me before. So I got off my bike and I rubbed my leg. And eventually a, a UCI sweep vehicle pulled up next to me and he said, come on, I think you've got to come into the vehicle. We'll take you home. And I said, no ways. Giving up is not a choice for me. <laughs> <laughs> and I carried on walking for a while. And then I got on my bike and rode again. Oh, awesome. So I got to the top. Do you climb, did you climb it like 2,000 meters in one shot? In one shot, yeah. Goodness gracious. So how long was the climb by itself? I think it was about 20 Ks. Yeah. I mean, not even our elite athletes in South Africa hit a 20 K climb. <laughs> no, that was, it, it was a monster. I mean, uh, it's just unbelievable. And I, I was very surprised that they had that route as well for the, the most senior athletes, you know. I mean, I would have thought they would have. <laughs> well, it sounds, like, like, sounds like, like, like being the world champion in Trento, you're definitely a world champion because that hill, I mean, I don't know if I would want like to ride a 20-kilometer hill. Yeah, yeah. That was hugely challenging, John, but uh, John, but I, I enjoyed it, yeah. So, Arthur, how does it feel to stand on the stage and listen to our, to our anthem on the world stage? You know, that, that was the most emotional experience, I think, or one of the most emotional experiences I've ever experienced. You know, we all watch our rugby teams playing rugby, and of course, they always play the national anthem, and we all listen with pride, and then we watch our rugby players running onto the field. But now, all of a sudden, there I am on, on the number one podium, standing up there, and officials around me, and then all of a sudden, the announcer says, we'll have a time of silence now as we play the South African anthem. I mean, it was very, very moving for me. Now I can see that. I saw, I saw on the time trial video it was very moving. But I think, but the, but the world, but the, the road champs, <laughs> you are too tired to have the real emotion, <laughs> or getting a bit used to the fame and fortune. <laughs> that was it. Was it was an extremely emotional time, and uh, I could, you know, just everything that went on around that event. Uh, you know, the the, the, the prize giving and. I mean, I, I, please, I don't say this with boasting or with pride at all, but the amount of people who came and spoke to me and wanted photographs taken and little interviews with TV cameras and things like that was really <laughs> quite a bit. Yeah, no, nothing that I expected yeah, to happen. Yeah, well, I think, I think, I mean, we've, we've spoken about this before and, and uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll talk about some of your challenges just now. But, uh, you know, I think the conversations we've had before is that you are inspiration to many, many more people than then what you, you think, you know, you live in a small town called Hawick and, and you think your world consists around the people around you, but the inspiration value that you have for, I think for South Africans as a whole and for the cycling Arthur, community. Sorry, you were, you were saying, we were interrupted there, um, we were talking about your your adventure up into Lesotho in, uh, in the previous century. Yeah. And did, did, so when you got to the top of that mountain, did someone fetch you there or did you have to ride back down? I had to ride back down. They'd left a car for me at Sony Pass Hotel, so I had to cycle down. But uh, I had to pick up a bag because I slept the night at the um, Sony Top Chalets. And uh, so I had to pick up a bag, a backpack, put that on my back, and I had to go down. <laughs> I tell you, that was quite an experience. Yeah, I mean, well. everyone thinks riding Sony Pass is heavy. That is heavy. 
but coming down Sunny Pass is extremely <laughs> difficult. And I had a backpack on my back. And probably a rigid rope mount, 26-inch mountain bike as well. <laughs> yes, something like that. And yeah. every time people tell me they want to ride Sunny Pass, I, I'm not too worried about the climbing. I'm more worried about the coming, coming down. down it's, yeah. it's quite, no, yeah. I tell you, it was an experience in the heart. So since then, uh, and you've alluded to it, you've done uh, how, how many Sunny to Seas? Um, I've done eight Sunny to Seas. Can I just come back mm. on, on uh, talking about the you know the climb up uh, to uh, the highest peak in Southern Africa? Johan, as I stood on the top of that mountain, <clears throat> I just felt within me that my life was going to change. <clears throat> and um, I came back from, from that event and it started a journey of discovery for me. I realized that I, I got myself relatively fit uh, riding the bicycle, but I realized there was more to health than just uh, physical fitness. And it involved uh, other issues. And, and the, the most important one to me at that stage was, of course, diet. And uh, I started to read books because there was no internet in, in, available around that time, or I certainly didn't have a computer. <laughs> and um, so I was buying books and just reading as much as I possibly could. And eventually I enrolled for a course with, uh, at UNISA with, on natural health and nutrition. And um, that helped me to understand more about nutrition for myself. And, um, yeah, that's, that changed my life, Johan, because from there on, it's, uh, I've just got to a stage where I'm, I'm very fortunate, I'm blessed, I'm healthy, but it's all been part of my journey and looking after myself, it's, it's happened. Yeah, well, Arthur, I mean, I know your spiritual, spiritual space is also very strong, so I'm in a combination of, 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 of physical fitness good nutrition and a healthy mind. I mean, those, those three things goes together to make one, you know, successful. I think sometimes people think money is the, is, is the measurement, but they, you know, you and I know that's definitely not. Uh, yeah, there's, there, yeah, those are the, the, the four points. It's the, the, uh, your diet, your, your regular exercise for fitness, uh, managing your thoughts in your mind, and then having been spiritually fulfilled. Yeah. If you don't have all four of those in your place, yeah. I've seen it. You know, at my age, I know a lot of people who are in their senior years. Um, a lot of them are friends of mine, and I can see the quality of their life. Many of them is not nice at all. Yeah. And, it's, and, and I know that there are certain missing links yeah. from those four links. You've got to have them in place. I think it must be, I mean, you know, Allegra and I had the privilege of meeting a couple um, in 1999, they, they, we had this invitation to ride with someone in tandem, which uh, and I were riding tandem. We met them in Somerset West to do the last leg of the, of the tandem ride from Somerset West to Cape Town. Because they were riding, they were doing a fundraising on the tandem from Bybridge to Cape Point. Gosh. When we met them, they were in their 60s. Um, and, uh, yeah, even older than that. And, uh, and we've actually met them once or twice after that. They, they became, you know, friends of ours and 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 uh, one year we hosted them in hillcrest when they were riding around south africa to raise, raise funds for the aged and uh, they used to do these talks um at old age homes to inspire um senior people that life's not over you know you know there's so much to, to still to, to do out there but i often they often said to us that one of the most frustrating things is that they leave their friends behind because they they, they, they you know they they don't age at the same rate as what the general society does, and, and and I mean, I'm sure you probably find that um, in your world as well. That uh, you know, people your age, they want to play bridge and, and drink whiskey in the stoop, and uh, you, you want to go ride your bike. That's, that's, that's exactly right, Johan. And uh, 
you know, I, I live in a retirement mecca, Howick, uh, where there's so many retirement villages. So, as I say, I've got a lot of friends in, in their senior years, and uh, I get to meet a lot of people in their senior years, but many of them don't have a good quality of life. And it's, it's some one of those factors is missing. Mm. And... Um, and yeah, I feel very, I feel desperate for them. I'd love to. I hope that I do inspire some of those people to yeah. to make changes to their lives. Yeah, I know that God goes. Some of them are listening now. Arthur is mad, and try to ignore him. But do you inspire the younger generation? Because you know we had a talk uh, before about um, you know the, uh, us and you very much more so than me being pioneers and and that we're doing endurance sport where our pre- our parents never did what we do. I mean, uh, someone mentioned to me. That the average age on the on the Freedom Challenge this year was fifty eight. Goodness, average me. age. That's you can surprising. Imagine. Yeah, so so we're doing stuff that 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 the previous generation didn't do, and you're right to the end of that <laughs> of that Arthur. So uh, you know, thank you for for breaking new ground for us. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, yeah. Arthur. So let's go back. You've got you've done eight signings? Eight signings, yeah, and not one on the e bike. No, not one on the e bike. <laughs> And then, and then uh, you know, after your experience up uh, Sandy Pass with your, you know, getting changing your life, then you embraced canoeing as well. Yeah, what what happened was, yeah, and I, I was invited to an event called the Mana Wild Ride, and uh, I was sponsored by the the organisers, but they said I had to get a partner to to ride with me. Uh, so I spoke to a few folk, but I couldn't get find anybody. And eventually, I got a call from Colin Burden, who is a pharmacist in Maritzburg used to own a Wembley pharmacy, and Colin had done something like 50 uh, doozies. No, sorry, 25 doozies, I apologise. And uh, he said, uh, oh, oh, sorry, we did the Amanda Wild Ride together. And after that, we had a cup of coffee one day. We met to have, have a chat about the ride. And, else and I said to him, I said, Colin, do you think I'd be able to do the doozy? And he kept quiet. And he looked at me. And he said, Arthur, no, he shook his head. He said, no guy at 72 is going to do his first doozy. Never, ever. <laughs> but he says, but you, you will do it. <laughs> and I'll take you. So that was the start. I did my first doozy. I became the oldest novice at 72. And then I became the oldest paddler at 77 when I did the second one with Colin. Unbelievable. So then here you go, jump in the river at 72 years old. <laughs> 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 That'll be the maddest book to do it. You haven't done the comrade, have you? No, no, I have never done that. I, I've never ever aspired to run at all, and I don't think my knees, uh, you know. You know, I, I mean, with all respect to those people, but the fact that you can't free Daniel, that just doesn't do it for me. <laughs> yeah, yes. that, that's one of the advantages of cycling. <laughs> but even the river, if the river flows, you can at least stop paddling and move down the, down the street. Yeah. No, just think. Arthur, so how many road. Uh, championships, if you want, because you, you you kind of embrace the road space, um, and uh, and the area you've been a regular participant in the SA Road Championships. Yeah, Jan, I've, I I really haven't tallied it up, you know, that I know it offhand, uh, but I've done quite a few. Uh, but what has been interesting for me to see, and that also in the uh, in the World Championships, that um, when I first started, I was in my late seventies. And then the, the, that was the oldest group that had a couple of riders was 75 to 80. And then I moved into the 80s and I was all on my own. And uh, I was on my own for a couple of years. And then eventually another guy came through. And, um, 
and and now of course there there are quite a few in the in, in the in the early eighties, which is very nice to see. You know that they are following through, and hopefully I've had some little influence. Well, there you go. Guys. I mean, we're just talking about this. You're out of the foyer of all of this. <laughs> and of course, you know, when I went to, I, I went overseas twice before to the UCI World Championships. The first one when I was seventy three, I went to Denmark, and. Um, I realized and understood it was age-related racing, so I thought, well, you know, I'm, I'm 80 and I don't know who I'm going to be competing with, but uh, there wasn't anybody else there in the 80 age group. So when the prize giving came, uh, I was told that I was actually cycling with the, the 75 to, no, sorry, the 70 to 75s, and I was 80. So I went to see the, the commissaire and I had a chat with him and I said, look, you know, do you understand what's happening with the human body when you're aging? You know, you start losing muscle mass and organ capacity, etc., etc. And he listened to me and he said, oh, that's fine, but we're going to stick with our rule. <clears throat> and, um, you must have been a French guy. No, you, you, strange enough, he was the guy who ran the one this year as well. Oh. We got on very well together, <laughs> which is wonderful. Then, then when I was 73, I, I went to LB in France and... Uh, at the race briefing that evening, they announced that for the first time ever, they were going to have a, a world champion in the 75 to 80 age group. And there were going to be six riders. That would be six riders. And I was the guy who made up the six, six and oh, I was yeah. 83. Yeah. But then they carried on and they said, and with great, great glee, that they're going to have for the first time a, a world champion in the 100 to 105 age group. And it was a chap, Robert Marchant, who'd set a world record yeah. for 100 years of age. And they said he wouldn't ride the race with us, but when we all went off, he would ride the, the circuit. And uh, I, oh, I, I take my hat off to him if, if he did ride that circuit uh, in, the, in the time he did, because he came back and he was presented with the rainbow jersey. So again, I, I approached the commissaires and ended up with a lengthy cor correspondence with them. And I pointed out the one thing, there was a moral issue, because how can they have a rule where they've got to have six riders and yet they, they made an exception yeah. for that? Now, I don't want to deny him his, his title, yeah. but it's just there was a moral issue yeah. as, as well. And uh, hopefully I, I must have had some little influence in them changing the rules because the rules have been changed now. Well, I, I do know you've had an influence in the CSA level as well. I mean, so, Rihanna, Arthur, thank you very much for, for, for the role you're playing in our lives. I mean, I know my wife and I are... You, you know, we see you as a, as a great friend and hopefully for many years to come still. Thank you. So after this, 87 next year. That's right. Going to defend your, <laughs> defend your title in, in the UK. Yeah, I, I really would like to. I mean, it's, uh, and I was born in Scotland as a matter of interest and it's going to be held in Scotland. So I'd, I'd love to get there if I possibly can. And uh, I'll, I'll, I'll be Trying to get there, definitely. Imagine taking all your family to your to your hometown and then uh, you know race. That would be quite amazing. Eh? It would be wonderful. Yeah, it would be wonderful. Arthur, thank you very much. Arthur, if, you know, as a as a as a parting shot, I mean, is there anything? I mean, I know this is going to sound lame because everyone asked this, but I do believe you've got uh, a lot to share. Um, if people want to get a hold of you, are you happy to take to take a? I know you where you live. There's no real. Uh, connection. The, the phone doesn't really work there. So WhatsApp, WhatsApp message is the best way to get hold of you. That's right. Yes. No, that's fine, Johan. I'd only be too pleased if I can encourage and help somebody. Let's just before we say goodbye. <clears throat> let you'll just quickly share Arthur's uh, training week. 
Um, he goes uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays uh, on an indoor trainer here in our studio. Yep. Sometimes he doesn't like me very much because some of those are harder than the hill and trail too. <laughs> yeah, you're not an easy coach at times. <laughs> you're, not, you're not shy of, of yeah, flipping the, 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 the switch or whatever you call it. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then you've got an endurance ride during the week, a short endurance ride, and then uh, you're kind of one long ride in the weekend. So there's four rides, three rest days, good rest, good nutrition, I, I, I enjoy it, John. I, I enjoy coming to the studio, and, and I know the, the huge benefits it's, it's given me because I don't think I'd be able to achieve uh, what I am achieving without that input. Yeah, no, well, that's for us a, an amazing privilege. Yeah, I'm not going to put any photos of your bike on on the <laughs> on the podcast because people will not believe you use that bike to raise world champs on. Yeah, that's the, the bike's as old as me. <laughs> yeah, the bike is. It's an aluminium trick, um, but it still goes. Um, I know Vessel put some nice fast wheels on for you for this year, but I mean, the bike is, uh, is, getting, is getting longer than the tooth, Arthur. Yeah, it certainly is. Um, I mean, uh, I'm amazed. But anyway, it, it gets me to the finishing line. Yeah, yeah, At the yeah, moment, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm very happy and, with and that. And I think, you know, um, you can love him or hate him, but Lance Armstrong wrote a book that said it's not about the bike. And in your case, it's very much not about the bike. No, that's quite right. Absolutely, Johan. So the bike is secondary. I don't give it any thought at all. But it would be nice if Trek or somebody like that would come along and say, come on, we'd like to sponsor you. <laughs> yeah, I would be quite nice. So maybe Trek, listen to this and, uh, and come to the party or any other bike brand will do. Absolutely. Because, absolutely. Yeah. I'll be proud to ride it. <laughs> All right, Arthur, we're going to say goodbye. Thank you very much for your time with us. And, uh, yeah, we, I mean, you know, that, that title of the guy at 103 doing, I'm, I'm, quite, uh, I'm quite confident that we're going to see you <laughs> be around for that one. Um, I don't know where they're going to have it, maybe in Mars or something, because that's quite a long way away. <laughs> oh, Johan, thank you. Just now I'm blessed that uh, I enjoy good health. And uh, at my age, and I can interact with younger people. And, and you know, cycling has got such a, a positive vibe to it, not only for your own physical fitness and goodness, uh, but there's this, you know, the social contact that you have with, with a lot of people, which you wouldn't normally have. It's yeah. absolutely wonderful. Yeah, Arthur. Okay. Thanks a lot. And uh, we wish you all of the best for the, next, for the rest of this year. Thank you very much, Johan. It's been a pleasure being with you. Thank you everyone, that's it for this podcast, until next time, love the ride.